my son at the end of the week said, this is the best vacation this family has ever had. I spent a week with all of you and I don't want to kill anyone. (laughs) (laughs) The yardstick of a good vacation. I don't want to commit homicide. There you go. everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and got to start by welcoming Sam. It's lunchtime. Sam's enjoying some popcorn in her green room and uh, that is lunch for us today. But uh, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you enjoying your green room snacks? I must say, usually I'm the one who's the only one enjoying snacks, but this time I had to bring you snacks. So how are you enjoying your green room snacks? Boom Chicka Pop White Cheddar Popcorn is delicious, along with a, I think it's called a Mexican Coca-Cola because it has the real cane sugar in it. So uh, Coke, Boom Chicka Pop, if you're looking for some real influencers out there to sell your products, we're here for you. <laughs> you can pay us some Boom you Chicka and Pop. And Topo Chico. Let's not forget Topo um, Chico. Topo Chico. Call me. Call me. I'm doing the call me sign, Topo Chico. <laughs> call me. I'm happy to advertise for you since I pretty much do so every show. <laughs> Well, we're excited because we have not one, not two, but three guests this evening on the show. Two of them are repeat, two-time repeat guests. This will be their third time on the show. So when we start by welcoming Mike and Connie to the show. Welcome, Mike and Connie. Hello. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. It's been a while. Yeah, I think our last conversation might have been the Maiden Voyages, which we've now experienced our first. And so we feel like we've accomplished something with Disney Cruise Line, but excited to have you back. And you, of course, have invited your daughter to join us, Leanne. Uh, Leanne, welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm very excited. So tonight's topic is going to be really fun because Leanne grew up on Disney Cruise Line. We actually just had a guest we talked to recently who had started cruising at age six and had been on 58 Disney cruises. So excited to talk to Leanne about her experience growing up on Disney Cruise Line. And of course, we've got Mike and Connie joining us to uh, comment and correct Leanne's memory as we go. But also <laughs> also because we wanted to talk about multi-generational cruising because Leanne herself is now a parent and so has gone from being a kids club aficionado to a parent herself. And so this is going to be a great Great, great conversation, we think. So, Leanne, we want to start with you. We always start with our guest's Disney cruising background. So when did you start sailing Disney Cruise Line? How many Disney cruises have you been on and have you experienced other cruise lines? I've been on eight Disney cruises so far, so I'm inching up my way to platinum. So my first cruise, I was in sixth grade and my parents tell me we were supposed to be on the maiden voyage, but then it got canceled and we had to rebook multiple times, but it was still within that first year of Disney Cruise. So going eight times throughout my lifetime, I've definitely got spoiled by Disney Cruise. We have done some others. I've been on Royal Caribbean, Carnival, and Norwegian, and Disney Cruise is just so far above and beyond everything else that it now takes me some convincing to go on any other cruise line. And Mike, Connie, do you want to remind our listeners of your background with cruising and Disney Cruise Line as well? Uh, 24 Disney Cruises. Now, only 23 for me. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of a sore spot. But anyway, it was his mother that I took on the other. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to get credit for that, Connie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and we have been on others. We've been on Carnival as well as Norwegian and Royal Caribbean that Leanne mentioned. We've also been on Princess, Princess and Hal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one each of all of those and that tells you how much we love Disney way more than the others. Right. You felt like you needed to try the others and then you were like, meh. You know, that's absolutely true. We've had friends that have said, well, you know, you should go and try this and try this. No, we just come right back to Disney. We just love the the service. We love the food. We love the atmosphere. We love the entertainment. It can't be beat. Yeah, they dangle those cheap prices out there, but then we see the value of what we're getting. And the prices just keep going up. Uh, the Wish has like a $1,000 premium on it right now. Disney Cruise Line has not hit the wall on pricing yet, unfortunately. We keep hoping they'll start to go Ouch, back. I'm glad we booked early. I mean, we booked early the ship again. This is what happened to us our very first time. It was not ready. And so we got to rebook at half price. So since it was half price... Uh, and Leanne's family is going with us as well. We are booked in concierge to try that. Mike's concern is now that's all I'm going to want to do is concierge. So yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a valid concern, Mike, because that's what <laughs> Brian did to me. And now I only, I mean, we sailed regular on the Wish, but yeah, I really only want to sail concierge now. It's terrible. 
Well, I think you guys will enjoy that experience and I think you'll enjoy the wish quite a bit. My kids are so looking forward to it. I mean, they made us rebook our, we were planning on going on the Wonder to Alaska this summer. And then we saw some Disney promotional video about the wish and they decided they needed to check out all the kids club stuff and the slide down to the kids club. So we decided while they're still young, while they're excited about the kids club, we would change and sit on the wish. And now obviously that's delayed for almost another year, but they're still going to have a good time. Well, and honestly, I mean, Nathan just loved, loved, loved the kids club on the wish. I mean, he, he likes the kids club on the other ships as well, but there was just the interactive activities in the, the new oceaneers club on the wish are just kind of above and beyond. Oh, I can hardly wait till it's parent time and grandparent time to go in there and check it out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that brings us to the topic of today, which is growing up on DCL. You said, Leanne, that your first cruise was in sixth grade. So you would have been still Oceaneers Club age, but kind of, or, or I guess you would have probably been in the overlap between Oceaneers Club and Edge. Is that right? I was, I was just Oceaneers Club. I don't think they had the Edge at that point. They did. Yeah, it was 1998. We ended up on cruise 12. So uh, it still was very early in the process. But her sister chose to stay with her. And yeah, even though her sister's two years older. Yeah. So Leanne, what's your earliest memory on Disney Cruise Line? I remember there was one night that they were going to be having pizza for dinner in the kids club. And I was like, oh, how cool would that be to have pizza for dinner in the kids club instead of going to the boring restaurant? And obviously, it was just, you know, Pinocchio's pizza from the top deck. (laughs) And so once we got the pizza, I was like, oh, right, I could have had this any time. But I still remember that night we went and ate on the basketball court and just thought it was, you know, the coolest thing. Yeah, well, and you got to eat with the other kids instead of eating with your parents, right? I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You know, and going into it, like I said, I was sixth grade. So that's kind of about the time where you're kind of, you don't want to be too excited about anything. You're kind of too cool for a lot of things. But as soon as I got in there, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This is fine. What kinds of stuff back then were you really into on the cruises? So you'd obviously you got you were sailing with your your parents and your sister, uh, your old your sister who's older, right? Mm-hmm. She's two years older. Okay. And so what kinds of stuff were you getting up to kind of on your own? And then we'll talk about sort of the family stuff you guys did back then when you first started cruising. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember when we were younger, when we went to Disney World, I was so desperate to convince my parents that we could go off on our own, the two of us, and we'd be totally fine, which now as a parent, I'm like, obviously not. That's insane. But on a Disney cruise, you know, you're confined. And so it was fine for us to kind of be on our own going to the kids club or, you know, when we got older to the teen club. So that was, I thought, so cool that we could kind of just be responsible for ourselves and independent. So, I mean, we did a lot of the pool and snacking at like the stuff up there. And then in the kids clubs, you know, this was before... Andy's room and Pixie Hollow and Imagineering and all the super awesome fun stuff that they've got going on now. But they still had, you know, Dance Dance Revolution and karaoke and that kind of super cool stuff. But, you know, that's that's what we were interested in. So we did a lot of karaoke, I think. And Mike and Connie, what kind of, you know, freedom or or restrictions did you kind of put on on the girls when they when you first started cruising as far as what they what they were you know allowed to do on their own versus what they needed to be around and hang out with you guys for well you know they were older so not very many restrictions our main restriction with them with all of our kids as they've gone is you have to have dinner with us we want to see you once a day to make sure you're still on this ship. But they pretty much did their own thing and they would tell us what they were going to do. And at the time, I think they had the little phones, didn't they? Wave phones. Yeah. And well, so they could contact us. Well, at the time when we were first going on the cruise, they were a little hesitant about the kids club. And the first night they had meet the counselors and we told them, okay, you have to go to that. Then after that, you can choose whether or not you want to go to the kids club. Then after the meet the counselors club, that's when we had to make the rule that they had to have dinner with us because they didn't want to spend any more time with us. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. That was uh, our experience on the on the wish on the maiden voyage. Nathan, di- he didn't even want to come out for dinner. He just wanted to stay in there. Yeah, all day, the entire cruise, pretty much. And the kids' club were a little bit more structured at that time because after the first night, parents were not allowed in there at all. There were no open house times. But Leanne was old enough that she could check herself in and out. So we let we let her do that. 
Yeah, that's that's it's one of the nice things about being on a cruise like Leanne mentioned, it's confined and so you can give kids some freedom a little earlier. You wouldn't do that maybe at a Disney park. You wouldn't let a probably wouldn't let a 12-year-old go around by themselves at Walt Disney World, but on a cruise there's a, it's just a very different environment. Yes, and we would see them during the day. I remember one time they were doing a scavenger hunt with a little camera. And, you know, pass in the hall or pass on the top deck, whatever. So we we knew they were there. Or even on Castaway Key, you know, they have Scuttles Cove. They had a teen beach that we could kind of be doing our own thing, but still supervised. So, Leanne, I asked you what your earliest memory is aboard Disney Cruise Line. Let me ask, what was your favorite memory as a kid from Disney Cruise Line? We did one kind of excursion that was like a teen action, teen adventure, something. And so we got to go like kayaking over by the teen beach and kind of just it included all the fun extra stuff that you can do at Castaway Key. So I remember doing that with my sister and that was just a a fun extra thing that we didn't typically do. Did you and your sister have any, maybe I'll call them traditions (laughs) on board Disney Cruise Line? I do remember we, when we were both 18 and able to get to the adult areas, that was a big deal when I finally turned 18 and we could go to the adult pool or we got to go to Palo Brunch for the first time. That was, you know, we had made it. How did things go when you sort of got older and changed clubs? Like, did you did you spend as much time in, let's say, you know, the preteen club as you had in the kids club and then same for, you know, the the teen club? Right. Because you sort of every few years you're sort of changing which which club you were a member of. I think we we did because they still had organized activities like the scavenger hunts and karaoke. And then it was just as much as I love my sister, sometimes you want to hang out with other people, right? So then there were other teens there that we could hang out that was still, you know, more fun than hanging out with my parents. And so I think, you know, if I went as a teen today, those those friendships, you know, would have been able to be maintained over Facebook or social media. Obviously, none of that was around when I was younger, but those kind of things that you develop kind of these are the couple people that I'm hanging out with on this cruise. So we did definitely partake in the other clubs as we got older, but then we would also, you know, do some stuff on our own too, just around the ship. That is a really good point. It's very different probably for kids cruising now who, if they want, can actually keep in touch with the friends that they've made on the ship. And and obviously it was different when, when you were cruising, there wasn't, you know, Facebook and maybe MySpace was available, but it wasn't popular. So just check out myspace.com slash DCL duo for all of your social media. <laughs> we're all over the place. Stay connected MySpace. to the show. <laughs> well, I've even seen I've seen kids and parents, you know, joining a Facebook group for their cruise and meeting beforehand even. And so then you've already got a connection with somebody there that you're going to feel comfortable with hanging out with in the club. You know, that's definitely something that we did not have. Yeah. So the the friends that you were making, these were like, I'm going to call them transient friends, meaning you probably were never going to see them again. Wow. That's a really different experience. I hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> I will say my favorite memory of her in the Child's Club is this is something I don't think they do anymore. Is they practice during the the time that we were on the ship, and at the the last day, they all had their cute little T shirt and they sang a song that they had practiced for us in the uh, main theater. So these kids, little kids, were up on the stage doing their thing, and it was absolutely adorable. Oh, so they did like a little show, a little for the parents. They did. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Disney, if you're listening, bring that back. That sounds <laughs> kind of awesome. I mean, not necessarily awesome for the kids, but awesome for the parents. <laughs> and I don't remember that at all. Oh, funny. But we have pictures, you know. So. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, there would be 8,000 cell phone videos of it. but Right. Which may might not be the best thing. I mean, maybe that's a reason not to have it. <laughs> Well, I always find this interesting, too. So this is really interesting to me because you have memories from your time cruising as a kid. Your parents have these memories of your time cruising as a kid. And I feel like we get asked a lot or there's a lot of discussion out there around when should I take my kids to the parks and when are they going to make the most memories and remember everything? I'm curious, what's your most vivid memory from sailing as a kid, Leanne? I think my most vivid memories are in the dining rooms. And maybe that's because we have more pictures from there. But, you know, just the the show that the waitstaff puts on and, you know, having my drink order for me there the second night. And, you know, we, there were 
all six of us, I, there are four kids. So when we first started cruising, all, you know, all six of us were there. And that was the time that we were all together. Um, so that's probably my most vivid memories. And so then I want to go to Mike and Connie and ask, what's your, you know, like favorite memory from this period of sailing with your kids? Um, I, I'm kind of thinking about the dining room, too. I was thinking about the night that our head server, and this was not one of the first ones. This was probably after they'd sailed two or three times. Uh, came over and did the uh, bananas foster with the flame and the entire thing. And the girls were so impressed. And of course, they couldn't have any of it because it had liquor in it, I guess. But, <laughs> but right watching, you know, they did it. <laughs> yeah, they did it right at our table. And just the special things that they did for them, like when they had been eating fancy food all week and the last night they were like, we just want mac and cheese. And they brought them out the huge bowls. I'm sure Leanne does remember that of mac and cheese. And Missy said, no, she didn't want anything for dessert. So they brought her out, uh, you know, a plate with chocolate written, nothing on it. Just, just the fun little things that they do for the kids, even, you know, even though they were teens at that point. One of my favorite memories is we got off a cruise, we went to Disney World and we're eating at Tony's and we sit down at the table and I'm looking at Leanne and Michelle and I tell them, nobody is coming to put your napkin in your lap. You're going to have to do that yourself. <laughs> we made Disney World, but we're getting back to the real world now. Yeah, I always tell people you want to do the cruise. It, it's rough doing like the parks after a cruise because you're just so used to like walking into a buffet and grabbing some soda and some food and walking out. It's like insulting almost be like, well, I have to pay for this food. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I can't order four things without paying for four things? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Leanne, I want to rewind back to something you mentioned, which was, you know, when you turned 18, you suddenly got to go to these, you know, new venues and spaces and things like that. What was that like? Because I've always been curious what the experience is like for the at the new adults on board, the 1820 Society, you know, in Disney language. Uh, what was that like for you to be able to be in those venues, but, you know, you're not old enough to have a drink? I definitely feel like some of the adults were looking at us like, are you really supposed to be here? Like, you're encroaching on our quiet space. And I remember, you know, trying to not be too loud because still basically a teenager, but technically allowed to be there. Like, you know, just trying to, you know, respect other people. But um, like I said, when we got to go to Palo Brunch, I think that was like the epitome of high class. And we had to bring, you know, special clothes just for that. And that was the, the major moment for us. So having been on all four ships, Leanne, what was your favorite ship to sail on as a kid? So when I was a kid, it was only the magic and the wonder. Did you have a favorite amongst the two of them? I don't know that I did. And now, you know, I have not been on either of them since they have been redone. So that's something that's on my list is kind of go back and and see all of the new stuff that they've done on them. What was your experience like with ports? Yeah, and I always wonder what my son thinks about these ports that we take him off the ship in. And like, what do you remember? He probably just remembers there was a beach with some sand and some water and we had a good time. But I wonder, did you do you have any memories of visiting these ports? I mean, my most vivid memories are of Castaway Key, you know, going to the family beach, going to the teen beach where they have, you know, the giant board games and stuff to play and just hanging out there. You know, we eventually we stopped, as many people do, stopped getting off the boat at Nassau. So I do remember kind of walking around and maybe doing an excursion the first time or two that we were there, but then eventually just taking advantage of that time on the boat to do you know, the pool and other things that we wanted to do when it was maybe a little bit less busy, which now, you know, it's not even less busy. <laughs> you miss the amazing port that is Nassau? Say it's it ain't weird. so. It's weird, right? <laughs> I'd love to hear about the transition from being a kid on the cruise land to being a parent on the cruise. And, you know, what your first experience was taking your own kid or kids on the cruise. Well, our first experience was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. My son was not quite two. So he couldn't go to the kids clubs. We didn't want to pay a whole lot for him to be in the nursery very much. So we just kind of kept him with us, which fairly limited, you know, the, the amount of times we could go to the adults area or, you know, those kinds of things we could do. And then he was still taking naps. So one of us would go lay down with him in the afternoon. Now my daughter was about to turn five. So she was able to go to the kids area, but she really wasn't super interested in much. We would look at the navigator and say like, oh, here's a Doc McStuffins that's going to come make a stethoscope with you. So we would pick out things 
that we knew she would be interested in and say, okay, you're going to be here for an hour and then we'll come back and get you. And if you want to stay, that's fine. And if not, that's fine. We'll go do something else. Um, but she was really not super interested in staying in there very long. So we didn't have a whole lot of relaxing time. The benefit of traveling with your parents is that they can help as well with the kids. So we did have some times where we were, you know, wanted, really wanted to go see this movie that was playing in the theater. And with two young kids, we didn't really get to go to the movies at home. So we would, you know, get to go do that or get to go play in, in the hot tub or the pool a little bit by ourselves. But it's their vacation too. So we also didn't want to take advantage of that and have them with the kids too much. So so that one was, was maybe not the most relaxing cruise. I, I would I would love to hear from Mike and Connie. What was your first experience as grandparents? on a cruise. Our first one was was Eleanor. Yeah. Yeah, our, yeah our, our first one was our oldest granddaughter. And at first we were going to take a cruise just with her. And now Michelle was at that time working at Walt Disney World. So she decided she'd go with us a cruise out, out of Port Canaveral. Then my son joined us. Then our son joined us and Leanne and Josh joined us. This is before they had any children. So everybody went except for our granddaughter's parents. Yes. <laughs> actually, it was actually fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a great one because then I was just an aunt. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> when you're an aunt, it's a, it's a different role, right, totally than being different. a parent. Yeah. 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 And she was a little older. I think what she was about eight or so then. And so she did do a lot of the kids stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So so we've been on that with her, our son. We've been on a cruise with him out of Galveston. With the, his whole family. Yes. With his whole family. And then, of course, a couple of times with Leanne and... And we, have, the, we the have one two, coming up in grandchildren. January with our daughter, Michelle, and her family. So I, I remember lots of trips to ice cream. Yes, lots of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially when you're the grandparents, you're like, I can, you know, I can give them as much ice cream. Who's gonna yeah, who's gonna absolutely. tell me no? Yeah. <laughs> why was why was our son throwing up so much in the bathroom last night? You only had <laughs> sixteen ice cream cones. Oh, well, no, okay. but the but the kids' parents weren't even with them. So, oh yeah. Oh, see, that's I uh, see. I have one rule on my end of things. If Nathan's going on a cruise, I'm going on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but that explains, Mike. And Connie, how you guys have been able to, how you guys have been on so many more cruises, I'm sure some, just the two of you now, but so many more cruises than your kids. Cause you know, you can take this kid or that kid or this grandkid or that grandkid. You don't have to take them all at once. And we do the same thing at Disney World. But it's so much more enjoyable having, you know, one or two versus all eight of them. It would be just craziness. And we've even had uh, Leanne's, we had Leanne's son uh, a few days by ourselves. And then since Hannah was already in school, they joined us afterward for a cruise. So it's nice to be able to even have the one-on-one time with the brother and sister. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. And right now, if you head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo, you can take advantage of a promotion we're offering. If you're one of our first 10 listeners to book a new Disney cruise vacation with My Path Unwinding, you will get some free giveaways, including a book about the Disney wish that was given out on board the maiden voyage and the DVC charter. And if you decide to book concierge, a special limited edition Disney Cruise Line concierge pin that Disney was selling on board, but has a discontinued in favor of a new pen, which we think is not as good as the old one. So be one of our first 10 listeners to head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next Disney cruise vacation. And you will get that as well as some DCL Duo swag that we will send out separately. So if you take any time at all to browse My Path Unwinding's website, you will see that they are dedicated to providing you the best service and understanding their clients' needs and answering their questions to ensure that their vacation experience is the best for them and their family. That extends to so many quarters of what My Path Unwinding does, including our experience in booking some fabulous vacations now with My Path Unwinding and their Facebook groups where they field all kinds of questions day in and day out to make sure that people have the best experience possible on Port Disney Cruise Line. So if you've been eyeing an Adventures by Disney trip and been thinking about upgrading your experience to concierge, just want to book a fabulous Disney vacation or really any kind of all-inclusive or resort vacation or cruise vacation, then head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo and we know you will have a great experience with Karen and her team of travel specialists over at My Path Unwinding. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for your continued support of the show. And now back to our episode. What's it like planning for those cruises? And and 
there is a bit of logistics here to deal with, you know, if you've got kids on board and like the parents aren't with you, you've got to, I assume, have some appropriate documentation for them to sail. And you've got all the check-in processes to make sure everyone's on there who can check them in and out and take them off the ship. So what's the planning like and the logistics like for that? Well, for the most part, I will kind of take care of the, these are the things my kids will be interested in. So these are the excursions we're planning on going on. You are free to come with us if you want or do something else if you want or Sometimes, I think on our last cruise, we had one stop where my parents took both the kids on an excursion and then my husband and I were able to go do an excursion on our own. That kind of works when we go to Disney World or Disney Cruise. You know, I'm kind of the one that knows what the kids are into at that moment. And so I say, this is what we're doing. We'd love to have you join us. I understand if you don't want to. So it's kind of a divide and conquer, right? I mean, you, you're not all doing everything together, but you're probably doing a lot of things together. But that the more people you have, the more flexibility, frankly, you have to do different or I should say the more adults you have, the more flexibility you have to <laughs> right. different things. The, the, the kids don't really, more kids doesn't provide more flexibility. More kids equals less flexibility. <laughs> and, and I will say on our 25th anniversary, we took everyone. There was only Eleanor and she did not go. She was just a tiny baby at the time. Uh, on a Disney cruise. Uh, and the lovely thing, what you were saying is not everyone has to do everything together. We, again, just like when they were kids, we want to see you at dinner. But then you go in to do something like a, a, a cooking class or whatever. And, oh, well, there's my son. And so uh, we did some things together. We didn't do some things together. My son at the end of the week said, this is the best vacation this family has ever had. I spent a week with all of you and I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> the yardstick of a good vacation. I don't want to commit homicide. There you go. Yeah, so for him, that was quite the compliment, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the nice thing is it's like you don't have to share rooms, right? That's the other part that's really nice. Like, I feel like if you go on a, a land-based vacation, uh, you might like rent a house all together or something. And then everybody's like in each other's hair, right? All the time. When you are on a cruise, each each nuclear family probably is getting their own stateroom. You're not on top of each other. You don't it's not forced time together except like maybe dinner if you have a you know a dinner rule. But yeah, I mean you can really spend time together without feeling like you're spending too much time together. <laughs> that makes right. sense. So well, Sam, one one of the deals you talk about the planning is we typically do get a connecting stateroom. And with the connecting stateroom, then we'll also have the veranda opened up. So we are like we're in one big room because the grandkids are going back and forth between the two rooms a lot of the times. And they'll even do this circular around out the door, <laughs> then out on the veranda, and they can just they can just make a, a circle all the way around. <laughs> My kids need to run laps apparently. Right, to get right. <laughs> they got to get their wiggles out. We yeah, our son used to just run circles around the backyard and and say he was uh, he was jogging. So there you go. <laughs> well, so in the room side of things, it sounds like you, you get connecting state rooms. I, I am curious to go back for a second on the documentation piece. When did you decide to get your kids passports versus traveling on? Or certificates. We actually don't have passports for them yet. Yeah, we've we've just done the two cruises with them and they've been the kind where they're not required. I think before our next cruise though, we probably will because it is just it's taking a risk and I'm getting less and less comfortable with that risk that nothing's gonna happen, you know, that that we don't need to come back or something. So and, and the risk there I think you're identifying is if something does happen on the cruise and you have to be put off at a foreign port, typically you're gonna need some kind of a passport to get back in to the U.S. Mike, honey, when, when did you look at getting passports for the kids uh, as you were traveling with them? I don't think we did until the girls were in high school. When the older two had, you know, left home, then we did more traveling with Leanne and Michelle. And at that point, we got passports because we went to Disneyland Paris. We had to have a passport. So at that point, we, we had them. What, what about uh, as you travel now, you mentioned the cruise where you took one of your grandkids without the parents. What did you have in tow with you 
to allow that to happen? You know, we've done that with more than one grandchild. So um, now there there have documentation on the website that you have to have filled out, as well as we got letters that gave permission to take them out of the country from the parents. We got their copies of their health insurance cards and, of course, a certified birth certificate. Um, just everything that you could think of. I think we more than covered ourselves. Did you have to have the, the letters notarized, the, the letter giving you permission? And yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We also typically get a letter if if we're leaving our son behind with a family member while we go off and gallivant around the globe. We'll also typically leave them with some form of a like a health authorization, which I think is a good thing to to have uh, as well, so that if something happens, they can uh, authorize med- medical treatment. And then, as you register for cruises now, you typically have requirements for who can take the kids off the boat or not. And I don't know if Leanne or Connie, one of you want to talk through those requirements. Yeah, I believe that anyone in the stateroom with the child is allowed, but then we would have to provide permission, I think just online as we did the kind of registration of who else was allowed. So we tend to split up who is in each stateroom so that we have one platinum member in each stateroom so that we can take advantage of of that. So we'll have like a girl's one and a boy's one. And so then we'll just have to make sure that everybody's cross authorized to to take the kids off. And we've done that while on board even, even if so, if you forget to register, you know, somebody to be able to take your kid off the ship uh, or in and out of the kid's club, you can actually do that on board and give that authorization right then and there. As long as you are somebody who's in the stateroom with that child. What I mean is if you're in in the stateroom with the child, you can give authorization for somebody who is not in the stateroom with the child to pick up from the kids club or to take off the ship to a foreign port. So it's relatively easy to do. And they have that password, you know, that you set up for the kids club as well. Yeah. And you do need to share that password with anybody who is going to be picking up your kid, because if they're there, even if they're on the list, if they don't know the password, they will not be allowed to pick up your kid from the club. What else have we not thought about from the perspective of multi-generational cruising here, Mike and Connie, that you wanted to be sure to share, uh, you know, as you think about it? Well, one of the things that Leanne talked on was since we're platinum, when we're making the reservations, we do split everything up so that everybody has platinum. And that's just for the benefits of being able to book excursions, uh, book Palo, all that beforehand. Now, when we do that, then the same type of deal where you're making all of these changes, you can go down to guest services and they'll give you a blank key for the other room. So we don't bother to switch who's in what room. We just get some extra blank keys. That's smart. I hadn't thought about that. I was going to say, because I know at, at the port right before you board within the check-in process, other than for like a maiden voyage. So maiden voyage, you cannot do this for because they required, at least for the wish, they required whoever was, you know, the primary you know, to be a platinum or ultra platinum or whatever because of the way they did the booking windows. But we, on a previous cruise, had switched everything around right before we boarded because we had a friend, you know, in in our room and I was in a different room so that we could get the benefit of their platinum status before we were platinum. Yeah, I know you can do that. We just don't bother. Yeah. We just go down and get get an extra key made. Yeah, that's very smart. They're They're happy to do that. Yeah, I didn't even I honestly didn't think about that as a option. That's a probably a smarter option because then you don't have the hassle of having to have them switch anything. Well, and, and we're okay with everybody having access to both of the rooms is the other thing. Because if you did that in your situation, then your friend would be able to get into your room. Yeah. From an onboard account standpoint, too, you can set up each individual on their own payment method. So that's also, it doesn't, it doesn't tie to the room, it ties to the individual now. So that's, that's super helpful as well in that kind of situation. And I, I want to say for, you know, you're mentioning the platinum scenario. I want to say for concierge too, if you have linked reservations, you have some ability to use the concierge booking window for the reservations that are linked to your sailing. Uh, I think in particular around adult dining reservations and shore excursions. So um, it can be helpful. Your mileage may vary there, but it, it can be helpful to do that. So, <laughs> if they're doing the same excursions, that that is correct. If, if, yes, yeah. If yeah, if you're booking six people on one excursion and you're in concierge, they I think will book everybody at the same time. So right, but you can't book 
an excursion just for the non-concierge people through your concierge benefit. They won't do that. And it, it may, and, it, and let me just be clear. It may not work on excursions. I know it works on dining because for concierge, you can just say, I want to book a reservation for six in Palo on X night at X time. Right. And then they don't necessarily need to know who is going to be with you at that reservation. They just need to know you want a reservation and here are the five, you know, and you need five more seats at the table. And I think uh, what Leanne alluded to a while ago um, is having parents, grandparents with you is, uh, and we do this when we go to Disney together and on the cruise is they get a date night. So we take care of the kids and they can just have time alone to go check out things, um, things that they want to do. So you can get a Apollo night or a Remy night if, if you want to do that, or just go see a movie, like you said, Leanne. Or, you know, my kids have, have been on the second cruise that we did, they were what four and seven. And so they were not quite into staying up late for the shows at that point. So we could go see a show. Now this next cruise that we do, they're going to be 10 and seven. So they're, they're all in and gung ho on it. <laughs> well, and Mike and Connie, you guys have seen all the shows. So you probably are okay missing a show here and there. Exactly. Or it's, or it's on the TV. Right, or watch it on the TV. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've learned from the grandparents. There's no better show than that, which can be provided by the grandchild. So absolutely um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, or, ordering in that uh, hot chocolate and the chocolate chip cookies when it's time to go to bed. You know, absolutely. So I, I'm going to ask maybe what might be seen as a controversial question, but um, I love to ask. So this is a kind of like hard hitting approach our show likes to take. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike and Connie, I'm going to ask you this question first, and I'm going to ask a slight variation to Leanne. Okay. So Mike and Connie, what's better being a parent on a cruise, a Disney cruise, or being a grandparent on the Disney cruise? And let's not account, let's not consider cruising by yourselves in this mix, just parent versus grandparent. I will go on any cruise I have a grandchild on. (laughs) There you go. There you have it, folks. He chose grandparents. Implicit there is the kids are on their own, but I like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the first time when we wanted to take Leanne's kids on a cruise, and she said, "No, we have to go with them the first time." You want to take? You want another grandchild? You guys? (laughs) 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 No, our parents. Neither my parents nor Brian's parents are Disney cruisers. Brian's parents actually do like to cruise, but they like to cruise on celebrity. To be fair, they've never cruised on Disney, but they don't like the price tag of Disney. But yeah, but my we took my mom on a Disney cruise, and I will say she she didn't love it. She didn't hate it. She just wasn't really her jam. So yeah. Do you want an extra grandchild? (laughs) He's really cute. (laughs) No, I think it's the same as it is at Disney World. I mean, we took our kids when they were little and watched them grow up and it was always fun to see things through their eyes. And now uh, seeing the grandkids, seeing it through their eyes and seeing the excitement when they see something for the first time. It's the same thing on the cruise. I enjoy seeing the cruise through their eyes and doing the things with them. You know, I've been to towel folding. I don't know how many times, <laughs> but when Hannah wanted to go to towel folding, I was more than happy to go to towel folding again because she was so excited about it. So I got excited about it. Um, and I've made flubber several times, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different with each kid and it's fun with each kid. So. That was a very diplomatic answer, Connie, but I won't I won't push you for more than that. But I'm going to ask. I 1000% know where I stand. You know what I'm asking? I'm going to ask. So I'm going to ask Leanne, is it better to cruise or more fun to cruise as a parent or as a kid? <laughs> so your question is a little different. I think I, I am biased more just because of recency. I've cruised obviously more recently as a parent and cruised on, you know, the fantasy as opposed to the magic before it was redone when it was, you know, brand new and before all the cool stuff in the kids club. So I would say as a parent, you know, like my mom said, getting to see stuff through their eyes, even if they don't end up remembering it, I have the memories and I'm the one who paid for it. So I get the memories. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And plus, it's also fun for me. It's fun for me to go on a Disney cruise or to Disney World. And, you know, I know people who say they won't take their kids because they won't remember it, but I will. You know, I have so many precious memories of when my kids were just over one year old when we went. And I know they don't remember it, but I do. Yeah, Micah's first haircut. 
Oh yeah. My son got his first haircut at the Harmony Barbershop and I have just such precious pictures and memories or both of them bouncing around and dancing on It's a Small World. And so I know that ride drives so many people crazy, but it's one of my favorites for that reason. Yeah. And then I think, you know, I'm not going to ask the with kids or without kids because it's such a different experience to cruise, you know, as sort of a adult, whether you're married or single, than it is with children. And I I don't want to say there's one that's better or worse. They're just really different, the experiences. Yeah. I mean, the best cruising is adult-only cruising, so let's just put that out there. But uh... <laughs> Ryan, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> you're really not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, I love I love cruising with... I love going to the parks with Nathan. It's been so fun now that he's doing thrill rides to like introduce some new roller coasters and stuff. And, you know, that's, that's always fun. So I love cruising with our son. But... One of the things that I tell people if they're looking at a Disney vacation is a Disney cruise is a vacation for everyone. The parents get as much of a vacation as the kids do. Sometimes you go into the park, you come back absolutely exhausted because you've done all this planning and you've done all this moving everybody around and making all the pieces fit. But when you're on a cruise, the kids can go to the kids club, they can go to the kids pool, they can do all these things and you don't have near the stress involved in it. And then you can go off and have some time on your own and have some downtime. One thing we haven't asked is, you know, a favorite memory. We asked some favorite memories, Leanne, for you when you were a kid, but we haven't asked a favorite memory. I know you, I know it's only been two cruises with your kids, but I'm sure there's lots of memories that have already been made. As, as you mentioned, you know, that's the reason you do these things with your kids because they might not remember it, but you will. But what's a, a favorite memory of cruising now as a parent? Uh, our first cruise that we did with the kids, we were delayed getting back into port and Disney just immediately added all these things to the schedule. So we went to like a Disney Junior dance party with the Disney Junior characters. And I remember we were walking down just a random hallway and all of a sudden the store opened and Aladdin popped out. And so then the kids just got to stop and and talk with Aladdin. And Disney did such a great job of, of filling that time. And there was a, a character dance party. And so I think we saw more characters that morning than we did the rest of the trip because they were just they were everywhere. And so that was one of my favorites was, you know, he just popped out and, and got down on their level and started talking to the kids like, hey, how's it going? Just happened to be here. You know, street rat walking down the, the hallway. And then I'm going to ask Mike and Connie, each of you to tell us your your favorite memory cruising as a grandparent. And it doesn't have to be with Leanne or her kids. It could be with any of the grandkids. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite is the one that we had our, our oldest granddaughter and she was one night she was just really grumpy. We were at animators and first when they had her order, she gave her order and it came out and it had broccoli and something else on the side of it. And she pointed to it and said, I did not order that. <laughs> and we told her she didn't have to eat it, but she still was in this grumpy mood. And so when Crush came by to talk to her, she was crying and he was doing his best to get her <laughs> in a better mood, but um, it, it just didn't go <laughs> but it was very funny that, that they tried their best. The waiters and crush, even behind the scenes, everyone was trying to make her have a wonderful cruise. And then I think Mike's going to tell the one about Hannah. Yes, exactly. When we were going on the first cruise with Hannah, we had gone to, we'd gone to Orlando. Now we'd gone to the airport, but we weren't going to Disney World. And she was just so upset that we'd come there and we weren't going to Disney World. We're sitting at the terminal and she's pouting. And I took a picture of her and just thought, you have no idea no, what's ahead of you. <laughs> I'm going to guess she was pretty much okay with it, you know, oh, yeah. a few hours later. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What they don't know. It's so funny. Well, now they do. And oh my goodness, the, the last cruise that we went on, their dad promised them that they could go swimming every day. And so he got to take them swimming every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you make that kind of a promise, exactly. it's your promise to keep. They had macaroni and cheese and a Mickey bar every night at dinner. When my daughter was stealing all the cherries out of my cherry Coke at dinner, the waiter just brought her a bowl full of cherries for her to snack on. I mean, they, they are so spoiled and they don't know yet that we're going to be in concierge on our next cruise. And so my daughter is the one that I worry about going back after that level of service. 
Nathan actually asked us, are we sailing concierge? Do we have access to the concierge lounge? <laughs> yeah, he was he was a little disappointed. But right before we got on the wish, he was disappointed to know that we were not sailing concierge. And so he would not have access to, you know, people who would cut an apple up for him in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> and all the Sprite he could drink right there out of a can. You know, he's just, yeah, what a spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say that about your son. <laughs> Someone's going to have to edit Listen, that part out. Yeah. If the shoe fits, if the shoe fits, you guys. <laughs> well, I think we have reached that point in the show, Sam, where we need to do our rapid fire round. So I'm going to hand it over to you to take it away. That's right. All right, Leanne, this is our rapid fire round. You know, Mike and Connie have already done this, so I'm not going to ask them their favorites. But basically what I'm going to do is ask you your Disney favorites. The first few questions are just going to be general Disney favorites. And then after that, we're going to talk Disney Cruise Line favorites. There are no wrong answers unless I think you're totally wrong. And then I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, we have we have a equipped Mike and Connie with buzzers this evening. And so if they disagree with the answer, they're just going to slap that down. That's right. Uh, Yes. All right, Leanne, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Rapunzel. Ooh, that was a quick answer. Very nice. All right. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? This is such a hard one. Like, it's not even a fair question. You know, I ask all the hard hitting questions, as Brian said. This is like a these are these are like a 2020 interviews. Okay, no, this is this is rapid fire, not crossfire. Sam. <laughs> well, I'm going to cheat and say Tangled for Disney and Wally for Pixar. That's not cheating. There's no rules. So there you go. I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite Disney song? Oh, that's even less fair. That's really like asking me to pick between my children. Like. This is a person who not only do I have a a Disney playlist on my phone for my children, but I have a separate one for me of the songs that I like that maybe they don't like. So I, I, I cannot, I cannot answer. What are, what, what are the, what are your, what would you say like top three? Like what's on your playlist? See what's on my playlist that, that they don't care for is like Mary Poppins, Pete's Dragon. Oh, those are some good. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Okay. Well, we'll live, we'll live there then. Okay. All right. All right. Now we're going to talk about Disney Cruise Line and you can answer based on whatever ship you want. So I'm going to ask you favorite rotational dining. So it can be any of the rotational dining restaurant on any ship. Oh, probably Animator's Palette. Crush or Animation Magic? Crush. Ooh, nice. All right. Favorite show, stage show on a Disney cruise? Believe. Nice. Favorite onboard activity? Midship Detective Agency. Oh, yes. Fantastic activity. And I'm so excited for I'm so excited for the Uncharted. Yes, it's not up and running yet, I warn you. So I don't know if, when you're sailing on the wish, We're but it's going not in up April, and roll. So I feel like we have a good chance. All right. Favorite space on the ship? Like deck four or five where you could just go out on the side. I love going out there in the evenings and watching the sunset or playing shuffleboard. Yeah. Love that promenade deck. Awesome. All right. Favorite savory food item? Macaroni and cheese. Nice. Still as an adult, I will get macaroni and cheese like on the side of my meal because there's just something about the Disney Cruise Line mac and cheese. I don't know what it it's is. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Favorite sweet item on Disney Cruise? Soft serve ice cream. Nice. All right. My last question is bucket list cruise. Now this is, this can be an imaginary cruise. It doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently goes, but it has to be a real place in the, in the world. (laughs) Thanks for that caveat. No Disney cruises to Narnia. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No no Disney cruise to Neverland. Exactly. No Disney cruise to, you know, fictional places. Definitely not one to Hogwarts at all. That's just not. Yeah. Scandinavia. Ooh, very nice. Awesome. Well, that concludes our rapid fire and congratulations, Leanne, you won. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you win, but there you go. Your prize is a fabulous Disney cruise at your own expense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leanne, Mike, Connie, so fabulous talking to you this evening. And Leanne, you are a travel agent. And so wanted to give you an opportunity to tell folks where they can find you and connect with you if they'd like to book their next fabulous Disney vacation. Appreciate that. Yeah, I am at Mousebound Vacations with Leanne on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash Mousebound Leanne. 
That's L-E-E-A-N-N. And Instagram as well, Mousebound Leanne. Well, thank you again to all of you for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Well, we hope you enjoyed hearing from Leanne and Mike and Connie all about their experience of multi-generational cruising from Leanne growing up as a kid on Disney Cruise Line to being a parent now and taking her own kids on DCL and Mike and Connie being parents and now grandparents on board Disney Cruise Line. Just such a fun show and hope you enjoyed it. We love doing these kind of topical shows. So if you've got an idea for a topic and you want to share it with us uh, and maybe even come on and cover the topic, reach out. A lot of these topical shows we've had of late have been listener generated and we love, love, love hearing from our listeners and doing shows on topics that they care about. So with that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. Uh, This one comes from WSD2022, who writes, good stuff, exclamation point, lots of thoughtful info, short, sweet, and to the point review. I love it. Uh, Thank you for leaving us that review, WSD2022. We really do appreciate it. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts leave us those five-star reviews. We really love getting the feedback from our listeners. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air at the end of one of our shows. If you happen to be hovering over anything less than five stars, please reach out to us. We'd love to get your feedback directly. That's something that the Apple podcast platform doesn't allow. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to take show suggestions and we just love to get the feedback directly. Remember, this show is a labor of love. We don't make any money off the podcast. So just remember that if you're hovering over something less than five stars. Of course, if you would like to reach out and give us a show suggestion or some feedback, you can always email us dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also leave us a voicemail over at our voicemail line 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. We've got a voicemail pending over there for our next bonus episode that we'll answer, but yours could be next. Of course, you can always connect with us over at our DCL Duo Vlog and Podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. And if you forget any of these links or things, you can just head to dclduo.com for all the ways to connect with us and for our blog. We've been putting up some blog posts over there. You can also connect over with our vlog at youtube.com slash dclduo. You can click right through the link. And of course, you can help support the show by clicking through the link to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. If you book your next fabulous Disney vacation with My Path Unwinding, please please let them know that DCL Duo sent you, or you can just use our link, mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. You can also always help support the show by browsing to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choosing from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping us to defray the cost of the show each and every month. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.